0: You okay, honey?
1: Yes. I guess so. It's the strangest thing.
0: You okay, honey?
1: You just asked me that.
0: You okay, honey?
1: Why do you keep saying that?
0: Saying what? You keep asking me if I'm okay.
1: I only said it once. Come on, we're gonna go for a joy rock.
0: You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto Strange Highways.
1: Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways, I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about, uh, uh season one, episode two, uh, segment a wordplay last week. Um, that I thought it was an interesting discussion. Um, uh, you know, um, and all or whatever Wh- Wednesdays, um, hinge dinosaur. Thunder's dinosaur, fastened stepdads, mayonnaise, <laughs> whatever that was. Um, yeah. If you're not confused now, <laughs> get back. Go, go, go back and listen to that episode. It's <laughs> yeah. very confusing. So, so yeah, we're still, we're still doing, um, season one, episode two. Let's let everybody know. Like if this is your first time listening, uh, that sounds very confusing. So welcome, welcome to encyclopedia. No, uh, this is a Twilight Zone podcast where we do uh, dig into the Twilight Zone. We've covered uh, Rod Sterling's original series from the 60s. Go back and listen to that. Uh, we've covered both seasons of the Jordan Peele-produced um, uh, Paramount Plus series. Go back and listen to that. Um, I'll just say this now. So, Terry, I'd like to let you, know, let you know, let everybody else know, um, season two is on our regular feed of the Paramount Plus uh, Jordan Peele Produce thing. Uh, if you go to patreon.com, Strange Highways, the other 10 episodes of the first season are there because we had a Patreon. It, you know, it, 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 it's been shut down, but it's free. Go find them. They're not part of the podcast feed, but if you would like to listen to those episodes, they're there to go listen to. So I went back and checked to make sure it was still active this week and kind of changed some verbiage. So go find them. So there's a lot of Twilight Zone before this. That's what I'm saying. And I wanted to remember to say that now before we got to the end of the episode and forgot about it.
0: Yeah, within uh within all of those conversations and uh episodes, there's a um, little detours too. So yeah. Yeah. So
1: if you're just joining
0: us, welcome. Yeah, thank you, you for
1: coming. There's seven seven full seasons of other Twilight Zones previously discussed we're now um, into the 80s twilight zone Uh, and as previously discussed we're doing it segment by segment not necessarily episode by episode so it's going to be a little a little bit of a weird ride here for the first bit uh, because some of these episodes of the 80s twilight zone were actually three segments per episode and that's what's coming that's what's happening here so this is actually still like we're on season one episode two segment b uh, dreams for sale so this is the middle segment uh, it uh, you know day and date um, we talked about last week when we got into wordplay go back check that out um, I think uh, Commando was the number one film um, and then some other stuff happened so uh, let's just get into who did
0: what all right so to lead us off here our director is Tommy Lee Wallace Tommy Tommy Lee Wallace for uh, horror genre is very big so hopefully you guys might know him from that but we'll get to that in a second but he will have two more twilight zone credits coming for the eighties rendition okay and then director of halloween three yes fright night two he likes sequels (laughs) um uh, he directed it which i completely
1: forgot about the tv miniseries right you're talking about yeah the guy he did the screenplay for it too he um is, is very much um he worked a lot with john carpenter And, um, a lot of what going on with what he did, he was the art director on Carpenter's first film, Dark Star, uh, edited both the original Halloween and the fog. Um, like like, this is, you know, like if you're going to be friends with people and work to alongside with people and then do your own thing and like direct, you know, Halloween three, which was oversaw by Carpenter, you're you're in good company, you know? And this is a gentleman that honestly, I didn't realize like, um, like a lot of what, they had done like, cause I mean, you know, you know, you you think about Carpenter and everything he's done there, but it's like this, like cool, like this is, like he's made his own career, right? But at the same time, it's like, oh shit, like that's a really cool collective of people that they're around doing neat things and influencing me growing up without me realizing it. So a lot more appreciation, and that's the fun thing about the series is that when you dig it and figure out who did what you're like, oh my God, this person was responsible for a lot of things that I like.
0: Right. Like, I I completely forgot that he had done Fright Night 2 and I love Fright Night 2. It's one of the best sequels. If anybody has not checked that out, please check it out. It's an awesome movie. It holds up really well. Like, I absolutely adore Fright Night and Fright Night 2 so what
1: what do you feel about the sequel Born Free A New Adventure it was a 1996 American made for television adventure film so it was a sequel to Born Free how do you feel about that what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) what about the sequel the the direct-to-video sequel Vampires Los Muertos how do you you feel about that oh okay (laughs) I stand corrected. I like the first <laughs> two Friday movies. But, um,
0: and also, like as uh, Paul was just talking about, uh, the connections to John Carpenter, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace played the shape in Halloween for a moment. He played the shape for just a second. Michael Myers, the shape, for just one moment in that movie.
1: Yeah, and that's cool, right? And then also, uh, he was the voice of the Silver Shamrock commercial in Halloween Three, which yeah. he directed. Uh, Halloween Three, like I, we we are big fans of that movie. Hell yeah! It's it's a great, fun little nasty little movie because it is nasty and, it, and like and the like, I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. Like it's the it's the one Halloween film that doesn't have Michael Myers, and it's I, I love it. It's it's weird and just fun and. um and you could you could almost you know if you look out of the corner of your eye be like oh I thought John Carpenter directed that nope but you could see that they're birds of a feather and yeah. I'm glad that um, if you're gonna get somebody in here directing a segment of the Twilight Zone why not especially with this like talking about Halloween three and some of the things being kind of twisted and weird that's not you know th- that's to his strengths with something like this which I know this was I think before Halloween three I, my timing might be off but um, yeah confident steady hands. We like him, yeah.
0: So, uh, and then next here uh, we have our writer as Joe Gannon. Uh, he wrote and produced uh, episodes, uh, a lot of episodes of uh, "In the Heat of the Night," uh, episode of the uh, the Frighten- or, uh, Friday the Thirteenth the yeah. series. But this dude actually has a pretty big career outside of directing and producing and all that stuff. So the one thing I wanted to bring to uh, the table here is that he has a big connection to
1: music. Is this the same person that's the manager? Because I didn't know. Because Wikipedia yeah. got a little weird. Is this really the same person? I, that's what I'm finding. Okay. Because yeah. I, I I saw that because I looked at the link, and I'm like, is this guy, was he a music manager? I mean, it might be. It's one of so those ones. I'm like, I don't, there there wasn't a connecting tissue other than a Wikipedia link. So I don't know. So I, I know what you're going to talk. Please dig into it. I didn't well, know, you know if what? this was accurate. Um Maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
0: Maybe this is but, a different re- Joe Gannon, but, but
1: maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. you know well, like, if I'm
0: wrong, then I, please somebody call me out. Yeah. But apparently this Joe Gannon that I brought up is uh, a Philadelphia native, uh, recording producer, director, music stage lighting and produ- uh, production designer. So he's worked with Frank Zappa's company, uh, you know, record company, and doing all the production work for that and for CBS. He also uh, he worked or as a road manager for Bill Cosby, and then <laughs> moving on, yeah, and then uh, 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 stage
1: production and lighting designer for uh, Alice Cooper and like B- it, it might be Barry Manilow, yeah, because like, I mean I don't know people wear different hats and they do different things, so right. it, this might be it. Just when I clicked on that and I saw, I was like, that looks like two different career tracks. That doesn't mean that that. You're wrong, and I'm I'm right. That was, I I just didn't know what to get into. I will say for him though, in terms of of credit writing, um, it was interesting that he actually created one of the All in the Family spinoffs. It was one called Gloria, following her. Um, and All in the Family's interesting that it was very successful on its own, and it, well, it spawned the Jeffersons, which was like a very very successful series of its own, right? In terms of Correct. spinoff, and I think I want to say Maude came out of that too maybe, but like, um, there's, there was like all the families, one of, one of the, the series that have like one of the most spinoffs from it.
0: And, and, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because with him working on, uh, in the heat of the night, uh, Carol Connor. Yeah. That, that all in the sense. family. Yeah. Yeah. On that so, series.
1: but I just, it's one of those like weird facts of like what TV series spawned the most spinoffs. And I think it's all in the family. Um, so there you go. And then also he, uh, wrote for three different law and order series. Cause I know Terry's a, a law and order head. Oh, know. I love it. It's great. Done. You know, like well, we're still right, watching. Right, right,
0: right. I watched an episode last night. I can, I I can, can easily
1: bed. like, that's one of like, I, it, it is, I hate to I hate to call it disposable television, but it's so much like a you're so comfortable with the rhythms of mm. everything going on. You're like, okay, here it goes. It's like, all right, here's here's the crime and and now here's here's the courtin'. Like, that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, those so. are
0: you on your head for uh, some of those episodes, though. But
1: I, yeah, like uh, like Jerry Orbach is one of my favorite uh, character actors that was in that. He was one of the first guys. If you remember Jerry Werbach with law and order, like he was one, he was Briscoe. Was that Briscoe? Was that yeah. his name? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, you, everybody has their law and order. Like I, I could watch that on a loop and that's, that's the dangerous thing because there is 1 million hours of law and order that you could be like, what happened? I'm dead now. Life well lived <laughs> law and order.
0: Um, so well, it's. I guess it's better than watching Seinfeld or The Office for the fifteenth time in a row. So
1: well, okay, fair enough. Um, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> no
0: right. offense to the people out there no, that love those shows. No, no. But I,
1: I honestly, I, I, I do want to make it a point at some point. This is not this show. I apologize, everybody. I do want to watch all of Seinfeld in order, just to because I remember growing up and watching some of it, and I do enjoy it. I just don't think much like The Twilight Zone. It's like I've seen a lot of Seinfeld. I probably have not seen a lot of Seinfeld. I do want to go through the series, but. Um, I don't need to to watch it over and over again, you know. There are Um, people it's it's so interesting
0: that there are people out there that will binge it over and over and over again. I'm like,
1: it's it's comfort food and I get it. Like we're living in hard times, and you find your pleasure where you can, you find your joy where you can. I get that. It's just also like, you know, there's other shows too. But again, I, I can't tell somebody to like something and you know, it's just and Terry and I were talking about this before we started recording. It's just one of those things where it's like, I want people to experience new things. And then like, I think the fun part of life is always like, did you see this cool shit? Did you talk about like, look at this cool shit. I found this old cool shit. I found this new cool shit. Look at this shit. Like, I think that's part of the fun of having like, like friends that have like kind of similar interests. Cause you're always like, did you see this? And just to get like reactions as opposed to, did you see this thing for the fifth time? Can we talk about it again? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, as old as I get, I will never be old if I find something new that I like. Yo, it's know? great. I and
0: mean, you had, uh, on your other podcast had talked about something very recent to that where it's, you know, you, you, you follow this pattern of life and it's like, but there's a whole world of material out there, <laughs> a whole world of creative, uh, ideas and, uh, a, a product. Why not check it out? Yeah,
1: why not? I mean, okay. You may not like it cool. But at least yeah. you tried it once, you give know, it like a,
0: give it a go. Yeah.
1: Like, it's this whole thing with like the twilight zone. Like, um, for whatever reason for people, it's going to be the original series. Right. And yeah. that's it. Like they're fair they're, enough. And it's like the, nothing else exists. And it's like, yeah, but you don't know what else is out there. And there was people immediately dismissing the Jordan Peele produced stuff. They're like, I watched one episode. It wasn't great. Like, just ran into somebody. It, it's just like, wait, wait, you watched one episode of an anthology series and, and you didn't give it a chance to see if maybe the next one was better, Yeah, or the
0: next season. The, you know,
1: the, uh, you know. Then, uh, you know, if that's if it, I can't tell you how to live your life, and if you or if you've made peace with it, that's fine. I'm just a little saddened because there's always the opportunity that you're missing something great, and right. like you know. So, and I didn't mean for this to spin out for this, but like we're getting into some like for for all intents and purposes, this eighty series of the Twilight Zone. A lot of it's like uncharted waters for like like for a lot of people you know and um, it exists it isn't like it hasn't been there and hopefully you guys are following along yeah. with
0: us because we don't want to just tell you the plot lines of all this stuff and, yeah. and that be it check this material yeah, out it, they, they did a great job yeah. you know so far I
1: mean I, I, I'm enjoying this ride so far so. Yeah. so that's what I'm saying is like why would we just be beholden to the original like 130 some episodes of the original twilight zone? Because you know, half of them are good. You know, like that's the thing too, is everyone's like, the original was the best. I'm like, have you seen the bard? You know, like, have you, whatever Have you seen it's, the parallel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, anyway, sounds and silences. That, that's, that's all I'm saying is that, um, you know, I'm hoping, <laughs> yeah, well, sounds and silences. You mean this idle hands make for an unproductive poop deck. It's true. poop, uh, poop deck. Uh, so, um, I will say this though, the original series you can't beat it for sound clips. Like you can't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that's my hot take is that the original six series has some of the best sound clips. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I know we're in the middle of cast and crew. It's just I, I get frustrated where if people don't want to give something a chance, and you mentioned like watching Seinfeld for the fifth time or or The Office for the fifth time, cool. But you know, there's other stuff out there too. That's all. I'm yeah. Saying. So I, I mean, anyway, you know. And and if you're here for the first time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening to this conversation because we're going to have the same conversation over and over again. Welcome to the show.
0: (laughs) So, and then, uh, so we get into our cast here. And uh, to lead off our cast, we have Meg Foster, who plays Jenny. Uh, Maybe people might know Jenny, or uh, I'm sorry, Meg Foster, for
1: her captivating eyes. She has gorgeous eyes. Like, if I was to make a crew of people to go rob a bank or something, I would hire her not as the distraction, but her eyes could just cut through glass. Like, it's just something about it. It's so striking. It's like, I I know, I think she could literally stare at glass and make it like... that cut a circle out for us to sneak through to grab shit. Like that's how just, I remember her from oh, every movie. My because God. Yeah.
0: she, you know, she's an older woman at this point. She's in her seventies. She's she's now, still acting.
1: Not not then. Not in this yeah. episode. Now <laughs> this now episode.
0: she's in her seventies, yeah. but I I'm still seeing her playing in roles. And that she's more recently been in thirty one, um, that Rob Zombie uh, written and produced and directed film. And he, she was also in Lords of Salem. Those eyes, you know those eyes. Oh, yeah. And and, then, you know, outside of that, most people would probably know her from Masters of the Universe. She was Evil Lynn. Yeah. And like it, she was good
1: casting. Really good casting yeah. for that. As much as that
0: movie's garbage, good casting. She looks like a comic book character. Oh my in gosh, it. like, like it's yeah. personification of what that yeah. would like that series would have wanted out of a character like that. Yeah. She looks like she's taken right from a comic strip or a cartoon and put right it's to screen.
1: Gorgeous. And her eyes are very distinctive. Yeah. So I, like, and she but, was also yeah. in They Live. They live. Uh Leviathan, which I think is an underrated film. Uh, she was in an episode of Quantum as well, but like here's the, here's the quote I have from her. Uh, it says This was from Wikipedia, so you know your mileage may vary. Foster's striking, pale blue eyes were dubbed the eyes of 1979 by Mademoiselle magazine. In a newspaper uh, interview that year, she said, "In her opinion, her eyes were so were not so distinctive." However, some film and television producers had Foster wear contact lenses to lessen what they considered her eyes' distractive effect. Screw you, directors and producers. Like, my God, like, no, her eyes are amazing. You know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, who else do we know that have that has eyes that just, like, boom, they just hit you. are like, I'm just, I'm done. M-
0: M- Mia Jovovich is probably the closest yeah. otherwise. So, like, stunning eyes, but it's like, the, her, I mean, Meg Foster's eyes are just, like, bar none. The, like, I want to say weirdest eyes, but, like, the most captivating at the same time. They're beautiful eyes. When I first saw her in They Live, I was like, Is she wearing content? Like, what did they do? Like, is she an alien? Like, I don't know. Because, you know, if anybody's seen They Live, there's some weird shit going on in that that, movie. That's fair. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other weird eyes in that movie that aren't hers. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, Yeah. uh, yeah, moving on here. uh, So, next we have David Hayward. Uh, He plays Paul. Uh, This is Jenny's husband. Uh, One more episode of The Twilight Zone for the 80s version that we'll have coming up later. Uh, He was in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a bit of uh, Beverly Hills 90210. And he was in an episode or... Yeah, I think it was just one
1: episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah, yeah there's some Quantum Leap connections. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, this is that... T- like, later on, that series would come out, and I and I adore Quantum Leap. That's another one that um, I'm like, I've seen most of that. I don't think I have. I own the box set now. I do, do mean to get to it. I, I, I do like not. me some Quantum it's Leap. It's one of my favorite TV series of all time. I just like... It, but it's it's anthology, but not. Yeah. Like, it's a weird thing how... It's like adjacent. Because you have, you know, you got Sam and Al... But since they bounce all over time, they're the two characters that are the connective glue, but everything else is different. So that's why it kind of feels the anthology. So mm-hmm. that's why you still get your like mission of the week, but the stories can be different. It's pretty cool. So it's kind of a, it's a weird genre blend. They're like, going to,
0: I, I hate to say it, but now that we're talking about quantum loop, they're talking, they're like production notes, like trying to get that going. That's fine. You know, like I, a I, new.
1: No, it's a, it's a very flexible concept. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I know we just lost. And um, it could get dark. I we just lost Dean Stockwell. I get it, but you still got uh, Scott Bakula. So I would love to somehow, if you could just use plot magic and have him become like the owl character of being more like the, the guide. Yeah. He's still acting. So why not? Yeah, it, But like in terms of the way it. the story worked, Leap, Sam was kind of still out there leaping, but like you could, you could write away for him to kind of be like the anchor and then bring another younger actor in. Because the whole gimmick of that was they could leap amongst their their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So then that means you could get really interesting places with whatever. I, I love Quantum Leap. That's not the show. Um, but please, if people, if you are not seen Quantum Leap in a while, visit I mean,
0: our other podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pon, Pod to Leap, that's not what it's called. Anyway, all right, so, so yeah. uh, next here we have. Uh, I, I just, we're going to end up talking about Caster and Crew way longer than the story of this episode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tuck in, guys, because this is going to be a real fast one, honestly. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. next here we have, uh, and I, I was trying desperately to work on this name. So
1: here, I'll, I'll say it for you. Oh, please. Uh, Vincent. Oh, all
0: right. so G- that's Goste- Damn close to what yeah, I was going to say yeah, anyway yeah. So he's the dream technician yeah. um, As soon as I saw this dude hit the screen I was like that's the, the cop from Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, yeah. Jason lives. My favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie, dude. It's so good, yes. and he has the special laser gun, like wherever you point the dot, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. she bang.
1: Oh, that's him. Okay, great. That's the dude. I
0: love Friday Six. Yeah. That's my favorite one. He's like, also in Shocker, which is another nice. Wes Craven connection. There, there for, Twenty-seven
1: you know. episodes of NYPD
0: Blue. I also had here. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to get into that show. Like, I mean, it's so.
1: So I if you want to see Dennis Franz's ass, yeah, that's fine.
0: I did. Actually, like one of the few episodes, I was like, well, there's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, and then you, you paid your dues. You know,
0: so. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. uh, next here, we have uh, Lee Anthony uh, plays rescue technician. Uh, he was in Howard the Duck. That's all I have. Yeah, and then uh, the last, the, <laughs> the
1: the last two credits are the the twins. Yeah. Uh, Christy Purdy is Twin One, and Deanna Purdy is Twin Two. I didn't. You know what? I wrote these notes down. I didn't realize they were actual twins until around this minute. Like I just for real? I just I <laughs> did. I wrote down the names. I was like whatever. I was like, oh yeah, they actually were twins. Okay, great. Good for that. Good only, casting. Only only credit. <laughs> so
0: so cast the twins. As twins.
1: Hey, look at that. Look at, look, uh, you know what? Here's my rant. Look at that 80s Twilight Zone. You could cast twins in an episode and use them versus one of the original series episodes called, uh, you know, it was a mirror image where you did some terrible effects to show doubles on screens when you could have used twins. Like you could have, twins were a thing back in the 60s. It's fine. Did you, know?
0: you ever see the remake of Parent Trap? They did the same thing with Lindsay Lohan.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's you could have like, had twins. Uh, you know, You know,
0: twins. Yeah. They, they they are. I am married to a twin. Yeah, there you so, go. See, so, yeah, that's they fair. exist out there.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a. It's
0: a be, <laughs> They're looking
1: for work. I, I like the idea that I my wife. I, I like the idea that we're talking about them like twins are mythological. It's like we've heard about them. <laughs> They're it's like
0: only... unicorns. that you know <laughs> do snow blowing on your your neighbor's uh, sidewalks. You yeah,
1: but, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're so, in that area. Yeah. So um, all right. Yeah, let's just get into um, get into this uh, story. There's no um intro narrative like no. No Charles Aidman narration with the segment. Um, I, I mentioned this last episode. This one's going to be a weird one to get into just because, and this is going to be our, our litmus test because there's going to be a number of segments in this 80 series that are like 10 minutes or less. Yeah. So this is, this is literally so far the shortest uh, segment story thing Ever uh, that we've covered on this on this series. Of the whole the whole shebang, oh, yeah, bag. Of, yeah, of all of all strange highways, like like uh, you know, in terms of like individual episodes, um like you know, like monsters and like Tales from the, the Dark Side or even like wordplay, we're like twenty minutes and that was pretty short. Like that's that's about like in the original series we're running about twenty four minutes, right? So this is like less than ten. So but there's a lot packed into this. Yeah. So um I'll let you lead off. Like just kinda like, you know. Like, I mean, I'm sure you could describe this in like two sentences, but like, where are we at?
0: So we get Jenny and her husband, Paul, they're out in the park and they're
1: about to have a picnic and yeah, they're going to have dinosaur. Yeah. They're going to have a nice dinosaur. (laughs) And
0: Um, (laughs) Jenny and Paul's uh, twin daughters are, they're out playing. They got the dog out there too. It's a great day. It looks beautiful. It looks like exactly what I want right now because we are in Cleveland in winter right now and it sucks. So, yeah. it's, uh, watching this, I was like living vicariously for a moment. I was like, "Ah, oh, bring out the fried chicken. Ah, oh, yes, bring out the wine. Yeah. Ah, oh, bring out the sunshine." Br- bring out great. the no snow. Oh, so yeah, great. That's fine. So, they're living their best life. It's a beautiful day, and suddenly while Jenny is talking to Paul, he starts to repeat himself. And Jen's like, "What?
1: What? Why?" What? Yeah, because well, at first like he like they they go to lay out the picnic blanket and um and he goes to pop champagne, and he does, and he causes a mess the first time. And then they're like talking for a second, and then he and then he opens another bottle, well, or so it seems, another bottle of champagne. Here, another pop. Yeah, and then she's like, "Why are you opening two? And he's like, "I didn't do that." So I like, was like, "Let's go, let's party." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, all right." This, <laughs> like this kids look almost old enough to drive. It's fine. You know, like, <laughs> like they're twins. One of them can work the steering wheel. The other one can work the pedals. That's what you do. Um, whatever. Anyway, so like the, from the jump, because again like nine minutes, we're finding out that whatever's going on here is odd because she, she goes to sit down on the picnic blanket and then take out the turkey out of the basket. And she puts it, you know, puts it out in the, like the setting. And as that's happening, like there's these things that are going on one with the repeating dialogue and two with her setting out things on the blanket. And then like looking and they're not, they're back in the basket.
0: It's like, she's wondering if she's like having a senior moment or something <laughs> Yo, like that. Like-
1: it's like, it's like a deja vu type of thing. And then also there's these bits too that, um, like only from her perspective, uh, the audio and the visual is, it's almost like, um, it's like if you take, um, videotape and crinkle it cause you get that distortion that like, you know, that wobbled like frame, like everything's like, like track slipping and the audio is getting distorted. Like someone's like just messing with like the, the actual physical tape. I
0: actually thought that there was something wrong with my DVD. Yeah
1: but isn't that great though? Cause would you imagine watching this on a broadcast? Like originally being like
0: moving your, your,
1: uh, your it's, rabbit you know, ears. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on. It's, but it's, it feels like, like there is something. Cause if you've ever messed with like physical media, if something isn't in sync, you get these garbled wobbly effects. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe now we're used to this, but considering then and knowing that this was a lot of this was still shot on film, like it, it's very effective and it's very off-putting, right? And so as this is going along, it's kind of all like it's it keeps kind of like compounding. Like she's like she's confused like she's doubting herself and like she's being like very like apprehensive. But like the, the day's moving on and the kids are having fun and like the the her husband's talking to her, but it's like it's there's these weird distortions and weird like actions that have already happened or dialogue. And it's like very, it's very like, you know, this thing travels by so fast. You're like, Oh, okay. I get what's going on. Um, if you know, considering like, I'll I'll put it this way to you, Terry, this isn't that dissimilar to the story we talked about last week where someone's world is changing around them and they don't know why. And they're trying to actively be like, why is this going on? they're like, we, and, and no one's acknowledging it um it's it's very upsetting at a human level,
0: yeah, 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 definitely and i I can see that comparison uh clearly, and it, it's because of other events here that I can <laughs> I say this is a better episode but
1: <laughs>
0: but uh but it, like have you ever had one of these moments like even in senior moment, could, yeah what, I, yeah, like even i mean, if you talk about like, like oh like I've had a few drinks, whatever, you can chalk that up. But there are legitimate moments where I'm like, I haven't had a drink and it's not like right in the morning after waking up that I'm I've put the remote control in the fridge. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Why?
1: Yeah, there's times. Yeah. Why there? Just, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just like, what? Yeah, yeah, like we've like all- I had put the,
0: yogurt in my coffee. Like, that's not supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that just it happens sometimes where you're like, you're you're either doing something else and the wires are crossed or whatever, or you don't hear something quite right. Like, um, like I remember growing up at one point, I thought my older brother was talking about, um, I walk into our dining room and he was like, he's like, yeah, we should order some pizzas and some hoagies or whatever. And I was just like, I was like, I can't possibly eat anymore. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you're talking about Oregon foods. He's like, no, I was like, I guess he's talking about going and renting movies. And I don't know where in my head, I just got pizza and hoagies in my head. So imagine, imagine me like, you know, this goddamn butterball of a kid walking in and my older brother, being like, we should rent some movies. And I'm just like, Oh, I can't possibly eat anymore. That must've been very confusing for everybody. around. <laughs> you know? Like why why does
0: this kid want to eat videotape? You know? So, so yeah. I'm, I'm completely invested at this point because I'm like, I'm, I'm putting my place or putting myself in Jenny's place. I'm like, what's going on? What, what could this be? Because, you know, twilight zone, what's going on? And we, we come to find out, you know, like, like, you know, she puts down all the food, the children come over and they're about to, you know, get into their drinks and that, and then, her husband brings out other drinks. It's, it's really confusing.
1: There, there's a lot of like clipping, repeating distortion, yeah. um, doubling back of dialogue. And like, like I played at the very beginning where he kept saying, are you okay? She's like, you've asked me that three times. He's like, asked you what or whatever. It's like, like I only and, said it once. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's just, he gets, um, you know, but it's all from her perspective. Right. And, but then you hear the wobbling and like, it, it it's just, it's like, again, for this being a very short run, you get you right into the middle of the weird, like from the jump, and it's like, and you know, and, and credit to um, to our, our, our actress, Meg um, Foster. Meg Foster, like, the only, I just, her voice is so timid and all this. That's the only thing I don't like. It's yeah. a little, like, I just, it's not it's mousy. Uh, it's like, and again, how, like, I asked myself, like, Paul, if you had striking blue eyes, how would, like, I don't know, but, uh, like, it just there's no like authority to her like it's all she's always like all she's doing is reacting this entire time and maybe that's the way they wanted to play it so I can't be upset about that. It's just, it might be like how they
0: captured the audio too, because her being in the park and it's like,
1: yeah, but I know that she's capable of being more front facing and more, more like, you know, assertive. And I think you could still play that dialogue more assertive to be like, what's going on. She has like 15
0: years of acting prior to even
1: this. And her character could be like more like, I, this doesn't add up as opposed to what's going on? Why? Oh no. Like it's just very, it's very like, why? I just, where'd the turkey go? Like it's all like very, like just, you know, she's very, very reactive, you know, and I, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. That's my, if that's the only critique of the segment other than the length, but again, sometimes you don't want to overstay your welcome and it's not, it's not her. It's just maybe the way that they wanted her to play it. That's, that's all I'll say. And that's very fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so um, yeah, things are going all sideways wrong, and then we get to the big, like the big twist of all this, right? So, uh, what happens is that she, like, she wakes up and she looks over and she's um, in the set of like basically like pod it's like a pod bay of like it's like this kind of weird kind of upright thing like everybody's kind of like leaning at an angle it almost looks like tanning booths or whatever but everybody kind of has like some tech around them that's not dissimilar to what we're seeing now with like the vr oculus and like you know everything going on so it's not that far away from that kind of like looking type of like mind like you know peripheral and she wakes up Uh, And she's like, like she's confused and she's seeing like this, like, like this huge, like she looks out we see a hallway of just like these rows of these bays of people asleep and they're all dreaming.
0: Yeah. So if anybody's ever seen, you know, the matrix, this might be very similar to the idea of what the matrix probably even came from. Honestly, Uh, you know, like all these humans all around,
1: they're connected to these machines And they're asleep. I mean, it's not dissimilar to, and I like this is where I think we're gonna get this. Like, the story's very short, but like things that we think about that we know, right? Like, it's not dissimilar from like Total Recall, like that kind of like. That's actually the first thing I thought of. I was
0: like, Is this Total Recall? Like, is this Recall? Right now, like
1: this is not that far away from like Like Philip K. Dick. Dick. Yeah, so. Um, where it's like, but what, what we find out though, is that everybody sleeping is in their own. It's a uh, dreamatron or, you know, and it's, that's what's called dreamatron dreams. Uh, there's one called uh country picnic. There's one called jailbreak and there's one I couldn't see. It looked like some kind of cruise. And I like, like credit to the people that want to be in a jailbreak dream. I'm like, good. Old, like, cool. Like you're like, what? Okay. Clint Eastwood escape from Alcatraz. Still not seen it, Terry. I'm sorry. I'll get there. <laughs> You're pissing maybe, me off, maybe, man. Maybe I'll get into my <laughs> I'll get into my Dreamatron pod and like I'll be cleaned to escape from Alcatraz. But yeah, so there's these custom like, dream pods that people are in. But when she like when she wakes up, she looks and she's wearing like a jumpsuit and she has like an employee badge, which you know, you know what? Let's just go let's place that's an Amazon fulfillment center. Let's just be honest with what this place is. <laughs> um and everybody has their mandatory dream time. <laughs> like because you know, that makes a productive worker if they can escape from the hellscape of whatever job they're in. <laughs> Um, but so she's like she's confused though like you laugh but like you it's I not I just I'm thinking about
0: those wish like warehouses <laughs> where you see people laying on like toys and stuff, yeah. like falling asleep. Yeah,
1: well, like uh, there's also what was it? There's this pods they set up in like the Amazon fulfillment centers where it's like basically like you can go on there and cry if you need to. It's like, dear lord, you don't know? Don't they
0: don't they have that at um, Google or something? Uh, like? Maybe I don't know. I think like, they. I,
1: I, I have one. I, I need from, one at work. I, I have. I work from home, so I call it the bathroom. That's what I call it. <laughs> No, so um, I have one of those at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, any anywhere can be in an emotional pot if you cry. You know, it's yeah. like you know uh, a bathroom, your car, um, where you're working at currently, your your coworkers' arms, anything that can qualify. A, a
0: tech col- a cl- uh, closet, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, whatever. Um, an Arby's, you know, whatever. If it's, nearby, <laughs> it's fine. I, uh, you know, um, we have the meets and dreams. Um, so, um, but the thing is, like, the thing I want to point out this is that when she wakes up from this, she doesn't understand what's going on. And so she's just as lost here as she was when things were going sideways in the picnic. But the technician comes along. He's like, Oh, you still got six minutes. And was things repeating? And she's like, yeah, he's like, I'll fix it. This thing's all twitchy or whatever. And he's like, you got six minutes before you have to go back to work. And it's like, you could tell from her body language that she doesn't understand what he's saying either, which I think is the darker part of this. Cause whatever happened in this machine that's giving her this like perfect reality something happened to where she can't even remember who she is when she's waking up and she like broke character basically, but she knows who she is when she's in this picnic because that's what it's supposed to be. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those things that if you don't, if you don't think about it, you may not notice, but I think that's the bigger like, thing to this that the machines kind of messed up her awareness when she wakes up prematurely. And I wonder if the
0: motivations for this writing was that, because I don't know if you've ever had this, Paul, but uh, if you've left the TV on or the radio on or whatever, um, that those things will work its way into your dreams. Oh, yeah. And it's ve- it's very much the opposite here. So, like, I think that she, she has retained that character.
1: Who, that she's in that dream. That's that's actually a good call. Like I I um, anymore. I always leave one earbud in when I go to sleep because I listen to podcasts. Because uh, the conversation, not like I don't listen to me. That would be weird. I don't want to listen to me as I go to. sleep. As you're trying you know? to fall asleep, yeah. I'm just like that son of a bitch is wrong. But everything, like you know, I just I'm I, such a megalomaniac. I, I need to, uh, <laughs> to hear I, my own voice. I isolate just Terry's audio and all these, and I just listen to that when I go to sleep. So every time I go into my dream go dreamatron, my dreamatron, <laughs> it's always just Terry and I, and it's great. Uh, anyway, no, um, it's just sometimes like like the, the, the rhythms of conversation, like it's easier, especially like episodes of things that I like I've listened to already. Like, um, I just, I can just kind of go out, but I've had plenty of dreams where that dialogue from whatever's happening is in my dream. And I'm just like, and there's times where I'm like, if I can just turn off this podcast, I can figure out what's going on in my dream or whatever. So what you're saying is apt where it's the reverse of, like, I, I think that's, I think that's a good call. Um, But yeah, so the the technician puts her back in and that's whenever, you know, things are okay for her, but they're like, but then the machine starts malfunctioning and it starts catching fire. And I like when they go back to the dream and she's like, do you smell something burning? It's like, yeah, your body, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like Mm. in the, in the quote unquote real world. But did you notice that one of the, one of the technicians was like, we got a runner. Meaning, whatever this machine is malfunctioning, she's going further into the subconscious of whatever this is than what was intended. Right, um,
0: like, like she's um, going down a rabbit hole, and we can't get her right now.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and then she's going in places that this machine was never intended, and her her subconscious is now disconnected. Like we can't bring it together again. You know? Very like,
0: Philip K. Dick, like, yeah. you know, like Minority Report kind of stuff. Like really, like transcendent to all that kind of like future future storylines that, like, honestly wouldn't really get adapted until you know, 19... 19- it's always been tough to, like, I know 20. that, like,
1: I don't know if there's been, like, a true, like, uh, Philip K. Dick adaptation that follows the his his writing like specifically you know like
0: no not yet like not the the stuff I've re- yeah. uh, I've read I mean so. I've,
1: I've read a handful of his stuff but yeah it's it's it, it's interesting but it's like you're like I don't know if we could pull this off but yeah um so with this that she ends up back up in the in the picnic and then she's like can I just stay here forever and her husband's like yes and that's when we come back to uh, like the real world because everything's catching fire and they're basically like. We can't help her. She's dead. And that's it.
0: And, and yeah, and it's like the the final line of like, at least she died happy. Yeah. Like, that's such, a, like, that's a soul crusher right there in its own right, too. But it's like, if you were to think that this is just like some kind of mind escape that these people are able to do for their you know, lunch hour or whatever, and then they have to go back to work, whatever that work is. Like maybe they're minors or something like that. We don't know. We don't know where this place is. Yeah. But to think that this is the only salvation that they have for a moment to get back to some kind of weird dream reality.
1: It's and, sad. And knowing and knowing that what, you know, everybody's had dreams and like, you know, that we feel like they go on like forever and you wake up, you're like, it's only been like an hour or two. And like, so we don't know how this, it, it's a kind of like the inception thing of like, you might have 15 minutes in this, but mentally you might have had an entire day at the picnic. And that, that might be like some type of like serotonin trigger to get you right back up to work, work again, you know, which is very sinister. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but again, this is one of those things where it, it, it's, it's not necessarily world building, but it's world hinting, but it gives you enough of like, Oh God, this is dark. And there's a lot of messed up things going on around here. Um, but yeah, I also like, um, like when she goes back in, uh, she sees a peacock too. Like, why is there a peacock suddenly like wandering around? <laughs> that like, reminded me of what dreams may come. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, but there's also, like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, they talked about her being happy. But in, but inside the dream, she's like, oh, I had a dream. I, I woke up and was some kind of future factory worker. And it was weird. It's like she's acknowledging, like, that happened. And then she's choosing this to be her reality. Which, again, I don't blame her. You know, you got, you got um, wine. You, you got, got turkey, chicken You got you got rubber. you got turkey. You got um, you know, um, a guy that is uh Magnum Pi adjacent. You know, you got like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that stash you know, is like yeah, you know, he's crushing it with yeah, the, right. You got that. <laughs> you got that eighty stash. You know, whatever. Like I, I'd be there. You know, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of like it's real, just in and out. You know, and it's like that's but it makes you think. That's
0: like the the biggest part, and I think that's why they kept it so tight and such a, a small run here that there's so much to really digest yeah. and really uh, think about, honestly, like I, I love this.
1: I thought, know it's a lot of fun. And also I, I, like one of the things I do really, really appreciate about the twilight zone. And I, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into examining uh, the original series is that there is like, and we, we, this has been proven wrong over like with some of the episodes, but like being given like such narrow time constraints, like where do how do you get from A to B? How do you give me some character? How do you give me some conflict? How do you give me some resolution? And I I like believe that the Twilight Zone. And I'm sure there's other anthology series out there that are able to thread this needle. Like the, the further we go along with this, the more I realize like something like um The Outer Limits and like Alfred Hitchcock presents. Like you know they're they've all kind of found like their own rhythms too with this. But there there is a magic in like this very tight short form storytelling that when you can give me this and stick the landing, that's pretty great, you know? And like, and that's like, and that it's a payoff. It isn't just like, wasn't that weird? And they move on to the next thing. It's like, no, there's something to chew on here. There's more to it than just the nine minutes that this thing exists, you know? Like, um, like, so that's why I dig this. This feels very proto black mirror to me, uh, where I can see easily like, you know, like this, this is not dissimilar when we talked about white Christmas with some of the, the way reality was messed with and the ways people's perceptions were messed with. And 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 and
0: like this is kind of kind of close enough
1: to the uh pilot episode of the original series here. Yeah, that's you're right. That's actually a really good call. This isn't that dissimilar to where is everybody? Yeah. You're right. That's I didn't even consider that. You're like that's the yeah, like that that was somebody under the effects of um like so, uh um, solitude. And th- like you like, know like sleep like, um, depriza- deprivation to, to for a moon mission but he, so his brain broke and imagined the town versus that. Yeah, you're right. That's actually, this is pretty close to like a, a different take on that idea. That's a good call. Um, so there you go. So it all
0: leads back folks. So if you're, if you're here, you're listening to this, if you've watched it, uh, maybe you've made those same kind of connections, but, uh, I've just, I just thought of that right now. So yeah, I was thinking,
1: I was thinking like what I was calling back to when I was watching this was like death ship from season four, of the original series where yeah. they ended like, but how they all kind of the events finding, harken back, they kind of end up finding their own, like their own afterlives. Yeah. Like, but it's like something else is going on too. Like I was like, okay, you know, like they, some of them prefer to end up like on the, like the riverbank with their family. Some don't, you know, like, like this is, this is, this isn't, um, uh, an uncommon thing that will show up in the twilight zone, but like all these stories, right. We've all like, you could, you could, you could throw these all in the same, like similar buckets. Right. But it's always like, How, like, what are you telling me here that's different than what came before? And this one's different and it's nicely tight, tightly written. Um, it didn't, I mean, from what we know, if it was, if it went 20 minutes, all it would have done was just shown more weirdness and we already had that established pretty early on, you know,
0: like, and it's interesting for me, uh, being like a consumer of so much like media to see this from 85 and like compare this to things that came out 20 years later. 15 years later it's like that's a really cool thing to do as well because i'm like this predated the matrix this predated you know a lot of different things that we really think of when it comes to sci-fi
1: yeah i mean everything kind of builds upon itself right so like that's you know um but yeah this was um yeah this was a fun little little story it's i mean it it has a nasty streak running through it because it's implying a much bigger darker future uh, and again, I'm not against the twilight zone always being like, cause in a way she got her, she got a happy ending, but it's not, it's not happy cause she's dead and we don't know how long that's going to exist for her. You know, like in terms of perception and reality, cause
0: brain activity lasts yeah. for a certain amount of time too. So like maybe that's the end. So yeah, there's a know. lot to think about here. Yeah.
1: So, all right. Um, I, I don't know if you have any other notes for this. I mean, it's a very, it's a very short. No, that's, that's it, man. Um, there was no commentary on uh, the DVD set for this. So I don't have any other additional like other trivia for this. So um, let's just uh, rate that twist. As always, the twist rating is one to five. One being we saw it coming from a mile away and five being like mind blowing. Um, the idea that this, this was a reality that was fake and then she would wake up like, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw this segment growing up, but I didn't really remember it. But with the distortions happening from the jump, I saw that coming. Like it's super easy to realize, well, things aren't adding up. It's a 10 minute story. Something has to like give, right? So I'm going to give that a two. I think all the other things that we're heaping upon it that um, are worthy of further discussion are there. But if you watch it the first time, the big twist is that this reality isn't real.
0: Right? Yeah. So that, yeah, I agree with, with that sentiment there that, you know, the, you know, dreams for sale, too, that that yeah title. well then
1: yeah that gives it away but yeah, yeah. The, the
0: the the outcome the final outcome i'm gonna give that a four okay. i didn't i didn't expect her to pass and then exist in this dream world so i
1: thought that was really interesting. fair enough i think that's a fair that's a fair assessment so yeah that's going to do it for the segment dreams for sale it's uh season one episode two uh, segment b uh dreams for sale uh everybody let us know your thoughts opinions um you can find us on Facebook at Strange Highways. Uh, again, I hope you guys are able to find uh, these episodes and watch them with us. And, uh, like, you know, because, again, this isn't streaming anywhere. However, I, I know I'm always going to keep saying this. The the DVD set is actually reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, And for what it is, for getting three seasons worth of content, it's a Twilight Zone. Just buy it. Like, then you'll have it. And, you know, you don't have to worry about streaming, right? It, it'll so. be
0: yours, and you can enjoy it for years you to come be like
1: these dreams are for sale and yeah. bring people over and like, there are, you
0: know. there has been some groups that i've been in uh and they had suggested watching it on youtube the some of these stories are available on youtube so i don't want to really endorse that so much i'd say just go out and buy it like give get, give all these creators and the the company the money because honestly why not yeah, Why I mean, not? Like, have a physical copy. Because, you know, the internet's not going to last forever. <laughs> I, <is> mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, it will. But, I mean, in terms of, like, our control of... Because, like, I mean, like, let's be honest. I don't own a physical copy of The original Twilight Zone. I do need to do that. And I know there's some nice Blu-ray editions, and I will eventually get one. But it's available in a lot of different streaming services, right? right. And same thing with, like, the, the Paramount Plus thing with the, the Jordan Peele thing. It's it's still there. like, But I, I've never seen the eighties one available anywhere. Like, so, um, and, and hopefully if Paramount plus since CBS produced this, I don't know why it's not there. Maybe there's some other weirds, right? Very confusing rights issue, whatever. Anyway, pick it up. Watch it. Join us for the conversations. Um, uh, and if you're not able to like actually watch the episodes, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Still. Again, we have a Facebook page. Let us know how you feel about it. You can email us directly. Um, like, and I, again, if there's other things, other things you want us to cover. Uh, email us at a strange highways, uh, podcast, gmail.com. Uh, we'll, we'll get in some detours. It's going to be, you know, we are always up for other things. Um, yeah. And wherever, you know, you find your podcast rate and review us and Terry, How can people find us otherwise?
0: We are on Instagram. So go ahead and check us out on there. Give us a follow. Give us a like. check out that little bit of a uh, beautiful bean footage on there because uh
1: you know we're, we're, we're work- that wonderful bean footage we're yes. working
0: hard man because you know we do this uh, just for fun uh, we're not making any money off of this we have our own I'm hoping
1: to make this entire podcast an nft at some point so if you guys could all just really buy that that'd be great I don't <laughs> know I, I have no idea what that yeah means. we're yeah. We, we, we do this just for the love of
0: it and uh we really appreciate it we don't have any ads so just enjoy this
1: please I, I will sell you a mattress not like it's one in my house and it's of questionable quality but if you want to buy a mattress also reach out to me there might be a ghost in it and its <laughs> yeah, name
0: might be yeah, casper
1: but yeah, we're not yeah, sure yeah that's what a casper mattress is it's just a, <laughs> it's a guaranteed ghost in each each mattress you and know? then uh like paul has said in
0: the past and just recently said uh please rate us uh you can go on spotify and they have this new five-star rating and uh i just had a fan reach out to us and told us that, he gave us a five star rating, so thank you, sir. Uh yeah, We really appreciate that, and if uh, everybody else could do that too, uh, t- we'd love it. If even if it is only a one star rating,
1: <laughs> well, I, no, 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 it's something. Yeah, no, just rate and review, share, share, share. If it's you a this, if you, Yeah, if you, yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy this conversation, the more the merrier. That's that's the ultimate goal. Share the love. Yeah, just I don't know. Love like, us. Like I, I always feel like again, the Twilight Zone is one of those things that people love, but they may not know. And the more that we all get involved the better, the more fun it's going to be for all of us. Right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like get into that. And again, um, if you want uh, some other episodes, go to patreon.com slash strange highways. Uh, you can find that there's like, you know, 10 uh, other episodes there of, uh, season one of the Jordan uh, peel produced. Check it out. Pilot man. Zone. It's good stuff. There. Um, yeah. Cause if you want to be a complete completist and collect the set, Cause I was trying to find a way to kind of like get it into like the feed of like our new, our, our feed. There's no way to post date it. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, it'd just be weird to be like, Hey everybody, here's another episode. It would just be confusing. So I didn't want to get into all that. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, it's there. Check it out. Next episode is the third segment of season two. I actually here. I, I you know, I'm breaking format here. Wait, and now Mr. Serling, it is the, the third part of, of of season one, episode two segment. C. it's called chameleon. Um, haven't really got into it yet because you know I want to watch it fresh. I know Wes Craven directs it as well, and there's commentary, so we should have some notes to bring you guys. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to us completing a, yet another episode of the '80s Twilight Zone.
0: I'm looking uh, forward to getting some of those feedbacks.
1: Please give us some feedback, f- yeah, folks. Right. That. So yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Uh, in the meantime, um, I don't know. Um, if If someone keeps opening bottles of champagne around you, don't question it. Just enjoy. It. Just you know, just get your drink on. Especially in the park.
0: get them for you drinks one drinks two drinks